Could you please stop being such a buzzkill? Welcome back to Buzzkill. Um, what's good, Jason? <laughs> what up? Been uh, a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, at least for us, it may not. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe not for listeners, but it's been a little minute for us. Um, today we're going to talk about the Northmen and uh, also Valhalla Rising. Um, getting our Viking on. Getting our Viking double feature on. Um, Definitely, we wanted to talk about The Norphin because, one, um, it's a new film um, and there's a lot of sort of uh, there's a lot of talk about this movie since it's been released. It's been out for what, like a week, give or take yeah, like, about, 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 a week. about a week. Um, and there's been, a you know, interesting response, critical, both critical and sort of like uh, and I mean, from not only just like uh the sense of like the quality of the movie, but also sort of the critical analysis about, and I, I use the word analysis in scare quotes because it's not really analysis, but like, cause like people are just saying things, <laughs> With, you know what I mean? Like, and, and also there's been a response to like, sort of like what it's done so far box office wise and, and, and whatnot. And of course it's, it's Robert Edgar's and Robert Edgar's has a, uh, a, a level of, uh, like when he drops a film, he's one of those filmmakers that automatically there's going to be talk and interest around it, just given sort of the cult of personality, if you want to call it that, since he came out with The Witch and obviously followed it up with The Lighthouse. Um, but this is also a good excuse for me and Jason to both revisit um, a film we both like, um, which is Nicholas uh, Wending Refn's uh, Valhalla Rising, um, which is a similar film in the fact that it, these are both sort of Viking period movies. Um, they both have a lot. There's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of like interesting overlaps, but I feel, I feel like the most, the most interesting aspects to both of these movies are the sort of differences. Um, so I'll let you weigh in some on this too, Jason, because I feel like, you know, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I but, mean, we're uh, doing this comparative thing, but it's kind of arbitrary just because right, they're both Viking movies. Yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's but any reason like, to pit them against each other or some shit, but it just makes for a fun double feature. Exactly. So. Exactly. And it's like, and it's interesting to sort of like look at two different films and sort of like, not it's not really a comparison as much as it's a juxtaposition, you know? What I'm yeah. Saying? And American versus European it, filmmaking yeah, it, styles, exactly, the studio, exactly. how they're so, financed. So why don't we just start with the Northman first? Because I feel like the Northman is the new movie. It's the well, new. Why don't you start setting it up with okay, a little so, context about your Eggers? So <laughs> my thing about I know I know Jason feels differently about Robert Eggers than I do. Um, and again, like I always have to sort of like try and be precise with my criticism. I'm trying to be more precise with my like criticisms or certain criticisms. Yeah, certain criticisms. <laughs> I have a tendency to sort of just say shit sometimes and 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 not really um you which know, is commendable in this day and age. Yeah, and not really. That's all the eggshells. Yeah, I, I, I definitely Robert Egg Eggers eggshells. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, rocket walking on eggshells about talking about certain you know people in the industry and uh, filmmakers and whatnot, right? Um, but uh, and just people in general. Um, and I do want to be considerate of sort of like the, the words that I do say. So when it comes to Eggers, like I've been of the thinking with him that like um, he's one of those filmmakers who I view as. He's popular now um, and he's got a, he's got a following, um, but I've been very critical of him because I've always felt like there was aspects to Edgar's filmmaking in films that have been very. Um, I use the word try hard with you before um, where like and that's a good thing and a bad thing. Like it's almost yeah. like a double edged sword. It's like those are like that. And I get it, too, when you yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, it's like it's good. And it's, it's, it's the reason that like that's a good thing. And it's a bad thing at the same time is because what makes him an interesting filmmaker is that, right? What makes his filmmaking uh, worth sort of watching, I feel like, is the fact that he is one of those types of people that like cares about the details and sort of wants to sort of depict things in, in a way that's that seems accurate and has a level of like, that helps sort of get people to invest in the sort of world he's creating, mm -hmm. right? Transport um, you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, transport you. But then there's moments where I feel like it just, teeters on like for me and again this is all about like the individual 
watching the movie. It's not really about, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, my, obviously my opinion and my perspective on this isn't going to be reflective of every person who watches the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I feel like and I feel it's like more about the movies themselves than Eggers. It's right, not coming right. on him as a person or even right. an artist and shit. Really. Right. I mean, it kind, right. of is, but... I mean, it kind of is, but like, but then again, that, that has to do with sort of like me, me knowing of him and listening to him in interviews and shit too. So there, that colors, I have to, be like transparent that colors some of what i know too right um and for for his first two films like the to me like i liked aspects of the witch and i liked aspects of the lighthouse like but as a a whole film it just as a whole film it just really didn't do it for me and i know a lot of people feel differently right um like you so i mean what are your opinions on edgar's in general or his film his 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 filmography more specifically up to this point (coughs) to the northman first off when i saw the witch i loved it mm-hmm. um i get the try hardness of it but i look at it as a young filmmaker and like you said i appreciate someone trying to do something with intent then i mean his intent doesn't seem necessarily like he's just trying to ape people maybe a little bit of that there might be some kubrickian framing and shit you know whatever but again that's that's how it works you can't help your influences you know Right. I don't think he's stealing or anything. I don't think he's lazy. Like I remember some producer we were working with on a project was talking about that Marcus Nispel dude, or how do you say his name? You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, Marcus Nispel. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he used to and, direct, he directed like what the Chainsaw Massacre movie remake, right? Yeah, but he did like that Conan movie. He did a Conan Momoa movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody somebody who was associated with that Conan production said the guy would literally ask himself like before every shot, what would Mel Gibson do here? That's like how he directs. And Mel <laughs> Gibson's the shit to me directing wise. So it's a pale I mean, comparison. Yeah, you know? but but no, Apocalypto's the shit. Like- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Comparing the two is ridiculous. But I'm saying I don't think Eggers is doing that when he apes the greats or whatever. You know what I mean? I think he just took it on board. It's part of his style and shit now. Right. What about what was your but, thoughts on the lighthouse? <laughs> I actually love the lighthouse and I love it more for character reasons than anything and i think it's his more character driven movie including this one yeah and i liked what i liked about the lighthouse is that so many movies like that are about somebody being driven to madness right mm-hmm. but that was like a revelation of madness it was like peeling back the layers to reveal that pattinson's character was a fucking nutcase when he stepped foot on that island and shit you know mm-hmm. which I, I just like that about it um and i was like two-hander chamber pieces i like that kind of shit man anything yeah. that can just sock me in one area two characters just going at it for a couple of hours i'm in usually yeah i mean eggers like i said i know he's like actually he's not that much older than me dog like really i think i think he's born in like 83 i'm like oh, <laughs> yeah so he's not really it looks like he's 17 <laughs> so like yeah i mean i'm not that much older than him put it that way i'm like a year apart from this dude uh give or take He's late in the yeah, year. Now it's took him in like late twenties or something, man. I mean, maybe what year did the witch come out? Right. Damn, that seems like yesterday, dog. <laughs> yeah, but I bet it's like sixty years or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Seventy like years. So like, we have computers in front of us. Let me just go ahead and look on my phone. What year did the witch come out? Let's see. It came out. I had to be around twenty fifteen or twenty fourteen yeah. at the earliest. The witch. The witch. It came out in two thousand fifteen. Yeah. All right, so seven years though. We'll seven years, yeah, yeah. So, so he got a pretty early start. I mean, a lot of shit. I don't know if I even really started yeah, writing he, in earnest until I was like twenty six or something. You know? Yeah, he's you know he was like what thirty one. I give it. I think mm-hmm. like thirty one. So he's not a wonderkin like a PTA or anything, but still. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I don't know. Like he he does say some things in his interviews that are just very pretentious to me. But I mean. Oh, yeah. I think but, he's pretentious as hell, dude. I think right. he has to, has to admit that. He, de- even. he definitely, definitely has a pretentious. <laughs> this shit is super pretentious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, he looks like he he enjoys uh, artisanal beer mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs> he just, uh, I mean, again, not to comment on him as a person, yeah, but yeah, just as a yeah. phenomenon, even just the way he dresses and shit. It's yeah, like yeah. he's like a handlebar mustache type of dude, but like, uh, and just like a, like a cool undertaker or something it's like the lucky going cool for, you know? uh, it's like all black black on black but i will crimes. say this i will say this about like eggers okay the fucking the northman in my opinion uh 
it's going to be hard. I, I've said, I said this before. I think I said, this is like my letterbox review of this movie, which is, it's, it's hard for me. Like any movie that has the main character battle a skeleton King to get his sword. Like I'm going to fuck look, with, I'm going to fuck with off the strength. Like for yeah. real. And like, and I think uh, it's like Will from Chapel said, they, they finally a Hamlet, a, a Hamlet movie that doesn't suck. Like I like right. the Northman. Like the Northman to me is like, first of all, it is Edgar's most accessible film. Um, it is. It's the less pretentious, ironically, version right. of him. Right. It, it really is. And 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 not only that, but like it's funny because like I saw the deadline. Like there was like a it was like a, was a, oh, it was a variety. It was a variety article that said something to the effect of like, oh, because the Northman cost seventy million, they call they refer to it as like because it didn't do a, like a huge box office return on the first week. Right. Yeah. It only made like 20 something million. Right. They were like 12 million or some, some shit. Or some shit. It was yeah. a flop. Yeah. So. They, they, were, they were saying it's a flop and they were calling it bloated. And like, this is why you can't make art house. And I'm like, first of all, this isn't an art. Right? It's not an art house movie. Like they're just. Well, Hell Rising is an art house. Fucking it was movie. more of our house movie than this. Right. But it's not an art, but they're just attaching uh, this again. Like, I feel like now anything that's not Marvel is considered art house to these people. Well, anything I mean, that Eggers does is going to be called that. Too. Anything that Eggers does, yes. is, you're right. It doesn't matter what he does; they're going to attach. Like, if he oh, does a Marvel movie, they're calling it an art house Marvel movie. But even Eggers isn't really art house, though. Like, he, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, people. It's just very straightforward. There's right. not much right. abstraction, or people you know, have, people have come to believe that art house is just anything done that's like not like IP or like it's done. Or it's with, just stupid least common denominator, right? Shit, or it's just anything know? that's done with any sort of artful craft <laughs> it right becomes, it becomes called it, it gets labeled as art house which is so stupid like uh i just don't even like i don't understand like it's like okay he made him maybe the problem was the way the movie was marketed you know what i'm saying maybe the fact that they tried mm-hmm. to market it as something yeah. that it wasn't as opposed to it being what it is which is a this is like it's like a conan movie it, it's a it, robert it, edgar's movie right. first off though like right. a lot of people could have made this movie and it would have the rock in it and shit but even that no. though, even even that though, like the fact that it's like his, it's his movie, right? Like the marketing aspect of it should have been like, yeah, obviously mention it's from the person who gave you the witch, right? Okay, cool. Or the person that gave you lighthouse. All right, cool. Because that'll be a selling point, right? But they also could have to some people to some people, to but for some everyone people to else, turn off where they never heard right, of it, right? To some for everyone else, right? Outside of the people that don't know of of him as a filmmaker to that level right they mm-hmm. should have just marketed it as what it was <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i feel like it wasn't really like even the trailer the first trailer doesn't really give you a a good sense of like the actual movie like i right. feel like like i feel like this movie is more like most people that will this is one of those movies that i feel like uh is going to have a following after it's out of the theater when people start seeing it on streaming and shit i feel like it this movie will have a sort of bigger audience mm-hmm. at that point because i feel like most people that will watch it like i'm talking about the regular movie or yeah will watch the this dude movie. who plays video games that look like this movie right right this movie is like in some ways it is like Elden yeah. Ring. it is like these fucking video games that motherfuckers play like there's a lot to this skyrim movie. and shit yeah and yeah. It, 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 it's one of those movies that like again like it is a very satisfying entertaining movie like do you, you think eggers plays skyrim I don't know. I feel like he's one of those dudes who does the mods and he has like all the details, like names <laughs> each nail after some Nordic shit. I don't know. He, he might. He might. Shit. I mean, I would, <laughs> if you told me that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if I found yeah, that. Jump around in Warcraft all day and shit. Okay, so let's enough about like Edgar's and the sort of reception. I know. It's let's funny because you say like the culture of personality. It's like he doesn't even really have a personality, mm-hmm. which is ironic when you see him in like interviews. He's just. I mean, there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, not shitting on him. I appreciate no, it. He's no. just a studious dude who likes to dig in the old shit of yore and make dark movies about it. That's cool. I dig him. Um, to, to to get to the actual movie, like, because there's a lot. There's a lot that's going on in this fucking movie. Um, <laughs> it's been like a week since I've saw it, but I still like it's been so I've had time to like <clears throat> sit with it a little bit and like some of the shit that i liked about the movie um like i i in general like my favorite parts of the movie and this is going to be a i feel like this is a good way to like segue once we start talking about vala rising specifically more is like um i liked moments in the northmen where they weren't so bogged down with the language like i feel like 
the moments for me of the Northmen that like sort of like I wouldn't say bothered me because bothers too strong of a word because that bother would, would imply that I was taken out of the movie. I wasn't really ever taken out of the movie per se, but there were moments with the dialogue. You know, and I know he wrote this, I believe, with uh, with uh, what is what's the the ice the guy from not um the guy who used to work with Bjork, uh, what's his Sion name? or something, Sion or Sion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't say his. He's last like name. one of them one name motherfuckers. He's like he's an ice. He's from Iceland. He's like a novelist and a poet. He writes songs and books and stuff. Right. Um. Right. And like, there's a little bit of you know, I I, I can see he him and Edgar's kind of wrote this shit together but there are moments where like they're just di- the dialogue is just very sort of like uh almost the almost theatrical in the sense of like from the theater like you know what yeah. i mean like like they're in, in those bits for me were the kind of like eh, you know like I, I was like here's the thing what he does that's kind of interesting to me though because like my brother and i talked for years about doing a tv series or some shit of the greek pantheon mm-hmm. but literal because those myths, they're not great storytelling. They're messy as shit and ambiguous and weird, and people do shit that makes no sense in them. They're fucking messy as far as storytelling goes. Mm-hmm. What he is is super faithful to the source material, and I took a class on Viking folklore that was fucking dope, actually. We had to read a bunch of the sagas and shit, and this was in there, and I haven't revisited it, but from what I recollect, what he's doing is like, what if that shit really went down? I'm going to make it just like the saga was. So it's going to feel messy and not like a, you know what I mean? Like real life because right. they didn't write great dialogue in the sagas, you know? Mm. So it's almost like it's, he's just literally bringing it to life, which is weird, but yeah. But you know, I look at Valhalla he's not Rising. dramatizing it. I look really. at Valhalla rising, right. In the first seven minutes, there's no dialogue. Oh, it's beautiful. And then when they speak, the main character still never speaks. No, but, but I mean, the main character never speaks, but they right. do talk in the movie, but when they mm-hmm. speak, the shit is like, ironically, it is like poetry. Yeah. Like, like the, 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 when I was, well, that's one of the things I, when I came back to Valhalla rising, I was like, yo, this movie got great dialogue, dog. Like it's, it's minimal, but it's great. Like the way the the way the characters communicate, sort of like who they are, what they're about, is so like precise, mm-hmm. which is interesting for a reffing movie. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but it's, it's so it's so it's so fucking precise. And I know that like um, Reffin didn't Reffin didn't write he that. By co-wrote it. it. He co-wrote it. Right. He co-wrote Roy it with Jacobson. Roy Jacobson. Yeah. And Roy Jacobson is actually a uh, uh, okay. Obviously, Reffin is Danish, but Roy Jacobson is, I believe, he's Norwegian. Mm. Right. He's a fucking Norwegian novelist. Um, and, you know, I guess I guess uh, Sajon is is from Iceland or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, it's funny is, that they're Europeans and they made it in English. Yes. Yes. They're Europeans. Whereas Agger is, is mm-hmm. American making it in that shit, you know, because he tried, he wants to have this very similitude, whereas they want it to be a little more accessible or something, you know. But also, like, I feel like that's the biggest that's the biggest separation between these two movies is like the Mm -hmm. European sensibility as opposed to the American sensibility, because, yes, while while the Northman is written, you know, in tandem, you know, with someone who is European, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very much directed and driven by Edgar's who's American. And I feel like that sort of American sensibility that he has it's like the, the 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 actual difference in this his approach, right? Then say a refin like refin is obviously very much a uh, a euro. He's got that euro sort of uh, lens that he fucking filters everything through. And on top of that, he worked with another you know writer. You know, obviously, like I said, he's mm-hmm. Nor- Jacobson is Norwegian. So like it has that aspect of it. Like that's what I appreciate it about uh, Valhalla. You know what I mean? A lot. I feel like it because you're talking about vikings you know what i'm saying like um vikings aren't you know like vikings are are european like you know what i mean yeah, like exactly. and, and and that sensibility that sort of uh it, it's just a difference like i feel like americans fetishize vikings in a way right yeah um uh but that's the but it's, it's interesting that i say they're easy to fetishize vikings are fucking crazy <laughs> yeah, Especially yeah once you learn about the true well, nature of their culture where like the berserker ages are mushroom fueled and shit you know yeah yeah but but it's interesting <laughs> that i use that word fetishize because that's that's not how i really i feel like that's the actual difference between uh refin and uh eggers, eggers. like i feel like eggers is more uh of a sort of filmmaker who's he's obsessed sort of with like details right 
Mm-hmm. He's obs- so it's different. Eggers is obsessed with details. Refn fetishizes them. He does. You know what I'm he saying? He said like, himself he's about yeah, fetishizing. Yeah, yeah. he's a yeah. fetishistic filmmaker in a way that like Eggers is more like it's just an obsession. Like, and there's a difference between obsession and fetish, you know, fetishization. Like, and I feel well, like that that's the separating two things about like the sensibilities of both yeah. of these movies. Now, um, with Eggers, I want to say though, back to his dialogue real quick, especially in the Northman giving it a bit of benefit of the doubt that he might just be trying to write it as they speak in the sagas and shit, as far as what they say. I feel like the lighthouse had pretty decent dialogue between the two of them. I don't know if some of that was improvised or not, you know, but uh, just some of the shit Willem Dafoe said to his delivery was a big part of it, but there was some good shit in there that would make you cackle or whatever. And this, I feel like what you're talking about, he's, you know, and we know a lot of screenwriters who do this. They they try and like supplant talent with research and detail or whatever. Where mm-hmm. they'll learn some old fucking language or whatever to transpose into their dialogue, but it's not good dialogue that they're putting <laughs> yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. you made it sound authentic, it's not good. Yeah, right, right. That's that. That's a and good that's kind of how I felt about the Northman. Like watching the Northman. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to give it a one sentence review, I'd be like. It made me more than ever wish Mel Gibson would make his Viking movie <laughs> because I just feel like one of the great things about Mel Gibson's movies, to me at least, I love them, is the humanity of it. There's humor always somehow, you know, there's just moments of humor because humans are funny sometimes. Mm. I feel like this shit has none of that. Like, again, we talk about that a lot, like the humorlessness. You didn't laugh at the farts, Jason? yeah that was it there's like a fart joke that was it i was like bro what's up with this guy right farts bro (laughs) it's just it's like humanity is dirty and fucking perverse in its sense of humor you know what i mean gallows humor etc it's like humanity's funny and i think when you make these humorless movies you're just like not giving human the human race it's due or something you know what i mean like you're not painting a full picture of what people are like when you make these humorless movies. Even war zones have moments of comedy in them and shit, you know? It's interesting. It's I definitely, I'm always somebody who's like, yo, you know, if you can, I'm always trying to like insert levity and shit, you know? Um, and it's not even like, you know, sometimes it's just a character's a funny person. Mm-hmm. Or any of these dudes, like the guy, the class clown or something, you know what I mean? There's just not even a person that's funny and shit. Yeah, that's true. He was I mean, literally the Clinton, you know, the court and he judge. got got for he got being got. it. Yeah, right, that's right. true. And then when you re- when you get to the end of the movie, you realize, oh, like the joke he made about his wife mm-hmm. was based in some sh- real shit. Oh yeah, for you know sure. What I'm like it wasn't. Well, that's just- why I wanted to take him down so bad. Yeah, right. And it makes sense, and it all ties it. Like again, like I like the Norseman. Like I, really it's good. It's good. No, I just said the Mel Gibson thing just because yeah, for yeah, years yeah. he tried to make one, and it was. I know it would have been insane, but uh, and you know, I feel like. It's one of those things where like even even like the when it comes down to like the battle at the end, you know what I mean? And you know, like with finishes kind of like in the Eastern Promise style battle, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two right. naked men fighting by sword, like uh by a fucking volcano. <laughs> Here's the thing, if Refn made it or Von Trier or somebody made that it, that shit would be trippy, dog. It like, would have been crazy and there would have been dicks in it, like the yeah, shit, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Again, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's just the American sensibility, the studio shit. There's always just a turn back or couple notches of the dial well we we discussed this t- uh like off podcast dicks are the new tits <laughs> yeah uh, we, we discussed that on the podcast but uh, all before we did this we talked about <laughs> we, we were talking about like rep this is the movie uh not reffin but uh, eggers this is the movie he didn't have he didn't have final cut on this movie um which i feel like uh is the, probably the reason it's the most accessible because i feel yeah, like i wonder i wonder what he would have done i wonder what he would have done too yeah i think he would have he would have taken more time to sort of uh, uh, this movie moves at a pretty decent clip. Right. And I feel like I feel like he would have took time to sort of like live in moments linger linger and shit more. um, Which Valhalla Rising does all day. Valhalla Rising does all it. The whole thing is a linger. You know know what I mean? Like um, even when shit's going down, it's lingering. Yeah. And and it's just very interesting that like uh, knowing that and then like watching this movie go i because i knew it going in so mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. like oh okay like this is this is uh but 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 i was expecting like you know there's moments like even the bjork i like 
Bjork, you know, for mm-hmm. all that Bjork is. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bjork's uh, awesome. <laughs> like, with the Bjork cameo, you know. World's uh, better with Bjork in it. Right. And then, like, I just, you know, I, you know, even Nicole Kidman was pretty great, you mm-hmm. know, I felt like as the mother. Um, her turn specifically was pretty great. Uh, Did you feel much CGI presence in this? I felt I like fe- there were some. It felt like some. Right, right. And I it like- felt like a little iffy and off at times like that. Mm. Yeah, there was a little, there's some, there's some moments here and there where the CGI aspect of it was kind of like. Even in that opening shot mm. over the water and yeah. even some of the pans, the pans just felt mm. CGI. You know what I mean? You can kind of mm-hmm. tell, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like it was in the done in computer. It was a complete. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like too perfect a pain. You know? Yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of that. It didn't go crazy though. Like it's not no, like. No. Oh no! It's... By the end of the movie, I didn't feel like I watched three hundred or some shit. You know? Absolutely no, you man. I'm just I mean? I'm not trying to paint that picture for sure that it's yeah. some CGI crutch or something. No, right. Um, it just felt like they used it to fill out a few things that I know Edgar's. I feel like Edgar's mm-hmm. would have preferred to have for sure been in the seventies shooting on like real ships and shit if he could you know which i know they did some of obviously in this movie but i'm just saying (laughs) i think that like he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would like cgi that much and it would be forced upon him or in some cases or something yeah and i feel like he did this he did some interesting things like uh like even even like the little touches like obviously i mentioned like one of my i think my favorite moment is the sword where he gets his sword Mm -hmm. uh, and how it's like you think it's a like he plays a scene like it's a dream, but it's, but it's not like, you know what I mean? Like at the same time where it's like, he does battle yeah. with this thing and then it flashes and it's, he takes the sword. Like, I like how he handled that. I like how, like, you know, and I was like a little bit of a uh, sort of like artist flourish. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like, just the little things, like even like the game of the very game of Thrones, this like king, tree of Kings thing. Yeah. I kind of I, I like that. Like, well, that was, was obviously CGI. And shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? But I kind of like that though. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, at first I was kind of like, eh, eh, you know, but like, then it like shows like the progression of like the kings below it, and then the kings above, and then like the successors. Like for some reason that worked really well for me. Um, and just that they were such a people about having visions and seeing that shit, and yeah. just thinking of their place in terms of these hierarchies. That this is where his mind would be at for sure. Right. On the imagery right. of this thing. It's one of those know? things that like it 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 approached it tried to be re it tried to do two things at once and i think it kind of managed to do that it tried to be sort of like grounded and mythical mm-hmm. and it managed to do walk the line where it's like this is grounded but rooted in myth and like that's what i meant by playing the myth straight yeah, but doing myth- it in a realistic way right know? right right and they're like okay we're and he figured out ways to sort of like keep keep it realistic but like play into the like but still make it feel mythical and like waste to cheat it like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like to be like well this is not real but it is like you know what i mean and even that skeleton fight the way he did, right, that, did that which right. again i don't remember if that was in the saga or not that it happened where he fought him and then right. it was like they never fought but they did you know um i don't know if that was just something he did because maybe in the saga it says he beat him and then he got the sword i also appreciated they're the just gore. like you know it'd be cool you know? i also appreciated the gore oh yeah like they didn't like the moments where they showed gore was like it was like all right like he didn't they they actually went there you know like you saw a little bit of human entrails mm-hmm, <laughs> you know all mm-hmm. that type of shit like i feel like again like i feel like this is a for people that like conan like, oh yeah you know, this is an artier version i will say right of right, that right. Shit. this is it's like at least the craft beer you know verse yeah budweiser and shit yeah it's, it's conan but more you know like yeah, like you said, like Man, I hate wait the- up. I shouldn't even say that though, because the first Conan is the shit. That's what I mean. Like Oliver Stone scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Mean, yeah. I like the Milius. Like Milius, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Milius, I like I like the first couple of Conan movies. Like yeah, yeah. like I mean the like, second one is corny, but it's still pretty dope. Yeah. So it's like it it it's a, I feel like it this movie, like I feel like the people that I know who like just like a good sort of like satisfying like action uh-huh. or like revenge saga like i feel like they would be pleased by this fucking movie yeah. um but let's go let's just let's it should just, make more money it definitely should make it money. definitely it should make for more it to money. lose in the it, box office is ridiculous and i feel like i feel like it's just a marketing and promotion thing i feel like it's just that's really the biggest like, thing dude I'm, if the jason momoa conan makes more money in this i'm gonna be pissed well here's the thing though like i feel like if they could i feel like you could cut a trailer of this movie yeah that would make people want to see it 
You should cut that trailer. <laughs> They're gonna pay me. No. Get a pirate copy. Get a pirate copy and cut this trailer. But like, there's a way to cut this trailer that would like really convey what this movie is, and like would get more people in to go mm-hmm. see the movie, like because it, it's there, right? Uh, I feel like the trailer should be nuttier and yeah, artier, actually. Should, yeah, it really. It's like, don't bait and switch them where it's just this Liam Neeson revenge movie. It's like, no, it's got some trippy shit in it it's definitely got moments and it's like yeah the shit with his mother and like just it's just a lot of shit dog like there's a lot of stuff in here that like i feel like would appeal to a lot of like a big audience like right um where they would say oh i'm gonna go check that out and i feel like what the current trailer that exists just doesn't give that doesn't come across it feels like it feels like they're only marketing to a24 audiences or something right even though this is an a24 film but eggers has made a24 movies you know what i mean Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it feels like that's like well we're just going to cater to this and it's like but yeah this movie's not actually specifically that uh did he graduate out of a24 now is he ever going to go back and make movies a24 did he graduate out of their budget range Do do you graduate out of that though it's a budget thing i think is he only gonna work with higher budgets now I don't know, though, because A24 has some movies that I'm like, what's the budget on this movie has to be legitimately like, you know what I mean? Like pretty decent size budget. Like, I feel like budget with them isn't even a thing as much like like I always felt like they cap out around 10 or something. But maybe maybe they're making I feel like I feel like that's Blumhouse more so than them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they are more like uh, it's about like making movies with this, like pe- with 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 auteurs, you know what I mean? Like right. I feel like that's sort of kind of their thing, where it's like we want to art because it, they they don't. That said, I am of the opinion that auteurs don't need a huge budget if you're a real auteur. I feel like yeah, I feel like you. If I you need like, a big ass budget, you ain't no auteur. Yeah, I, I agree on some level. Like I agree with that <laughs> some somewhat, you know. But I mean, the whole thing about being an auteur is having a creative vision right. and. Being artistic. The whole thing about being artistic is finding ways to represent real shit well, I in this like, artistic, elegant, efficient way or whatever. So I don't no, know. I, There's just ways to represent. So look at Valhalla Rising mm-hmm. and the whole trip across the sea is in mist, shrouded in this amazing looking mist. You could have shot on a fucking soundstage. So with that being said, that's what I'm talking about. That's all tour shit. With, the, with that being said, let's shift a little bit more over to uh, let's focus yeah. on Valhalla Rising because coming back to this movie, dog, like I remember liking it. This is my favorite reffing movie, dog. Like, I'm saying this is my Cheers, favorite. brother. Yeah, this is Person my favorite. I say that all the time. My favorite reffing movie, dog. Like everything about this movie is like. This, this I, I watched this. I, I like this movie more now than when I and I liked it before. But coming back to it, I liked it even more like just the choices. You know, I feel like that's what makes sort of a, uh, you know, this idea of an auteur, right. It's about like, sort of like the choices specific to that filmmaker, you know what I mean? Like, and like, this is a movie that is all about like choices and like the choices that ref and also like, bro, this movie's like, yo, you get to see, like, it deals with so many different things. Like it deals with this idea of like, uh, on some level, it, it is a commentary on sort of like colon, you know, colonizing, you know, yeah. And, and also the 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 sort of like Christian yeah. uh, mission, you know what I'm saying? Like the introduction of Christianity um, and then the idea of like Christian uh, Christianity and how it uh, how it comes up against like, quote unquote, paganism and other sort of yeah. other religions, because you have you have this figure of one eye. Right. Who, you know, obviously and intentionally one eye is asked also the sort of the nickname of Odin. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? Which is and very, it's very ambiguous. Right, you can right. definitely read this movie as Odin. Right, right. As He's Odin, fucking Odin and it works. Odin comes to, you know, you know, America. Amer- this what is what, is well, this is what the gods would do all the time. They yeah. would assume human form, go down, just check shit out, fuck around. It's age old, man. Back to and the even, Greeks, even, too. Even toward the end of the movie where he kind of like at the very end where he sort of like just it's like this is like Odin's journey. Like Odin sort of knew. Yeah. And it's almost like this is the passing of of the time of the gods to to this exactly. other time you know what i mean like exactly. and, his religion and shit is about to yeah, die off die they're off, no longer right. the imperial force because they were big fish in a small pond as far as right the norwegian for, seas the you know and to sort of like for those who haven't seen valhalla rising go watch it obviously. dude it's fucking but like it's still it, fo- it follows this character played by mads mickelson right um uh and mads mickelson is this viking with one eye and you're introduced to him and he's like in a cage and you kind of you you get you get to see like oh like 
they fight him with other men. Like, and he's been like, yeah, he's basically a fight dog. He's a fight Michael dog. Yeah, he's like, like human cockfighting, right? Like they've they've, right. they've kept him in a sort, and they keep him in cage, and he has people that like his caretakers. They treat him like an animal, and they they fight him with other warriors, right? Um, and they've been fighting him for years. Um, and he and when you see him fight, you realize like he's like this unstoppable force. Like, you know what I mean? Like you see him take out two, two guys that, you know what I mean? And he's just brutal. Mm-hmm. Like he's like bites one guy. But it's not out. nice and realistically. It's it not is. some ridiculous it's, flipping around movie shit. Right. It doesn't really, it's not about, it's not, a, it's like the action or if you even want to call it that it's just, it's played very like in brutal, realistic fashion. It doesn't feel choreographed. It's, and even right. Edgar's shit felt super choreographed. choreographed. It's this master dragon shot. You're going to swing yeah. the sword like this and that. And they all look like moves. This shit yeah. looks this real, sh- dude. Yeah. This shit has a very grimy fucking like yeah gritty ass like it's like handheld most of the time so yeah. it's very and he's like even when he's like doing some badass shit where he like those when the uh because he because he ends up with a group of like uh i would describe them as what are they are they mission well, i mean they wouldn't even say they're missionaries they're the christian just christians they're christians who are like literally waging a holy war like in the name of christianity right they're trying to find jerusalem like well, ironically let's enough. talk about that for a second too yeah. first off they are aren't they wiping they're, they're, out it's like the anglo-saxons wiping out the last of the nords on yeah, that continent because yeah. it actually takes yeah. place in scotland right he's a scandinavian who's like captive in scotland mm-hmm. So it really is about Odin's plight and the plight of those Norse gods and that religion. Right. It's like, oh, this one's trying to eradicate it. We're going to go to this new area where it's just going to die off. It doesn't have that reach, essentially, you know. Right. But these Christians are so great to me because they're so emblematic to me. You know, I got a lot of people I love who are Christians. Sorry, but, you know, I'm going to step on some toes with this shit. (laughs) These motherfuckers already have the hubris of thinking, the seven of them or whatever going to get on a boat and go turn the tide in some holy war yeah, shut the fuck, the fuck up, up. Yeah, it might so as well funny. be like some isis dudes and yeah, shit the, the one guy is like literally like he's acting like we're going to show these men like right sh- right it's like there's five of you at this point you ain't like, shit you're over here against a whole group of people who live here like you're just yeah. and he's still acting like he's there's somehow these guys with some swords are going to come out here and tame all of these tribes of people. It's absolutely absurd. It's, it's absolutely exactly. And, and but it's, it's such a Christian. It's a right. great depiction of Christians, though. right? And it's but it's like dead on balls accurate, you know? Right? It's realistic because you clearly believe that this guy actually believes this shit. Like, and you're like, you're. It's nuts. all about delusions, and that's right. what it's like to not be a Christian in America is to just watch all these other people have delusions. You got to pretend they're real and shit. Yeah, facts. And like, <laughs> so, so, but, Fuck off. but. One eye, sort of, he he's being sold to another. Uh, he's being sold from his previous keeper, you know. Um, and they have like a child that they they let in the cage, like mm-hmm. pretty much. The child is actually slipped to feed him and shit because he won't do nothing to the kid, right? So they like let him in the cage, help him feed him and shit like that. And like um, one day when when they have him like letting him wash, they're like letting one eye wash himself in the lake. He like dives under the water and he finds a fucking arrowhead. Um, now about this arrowhead though yeah especially in keeping with this is another thing all of this shit is really well plotted well here's the thing odin the one eye traded his eye for sight of the future that's Mm -hmm. why he has one eye and in the movie he has premonitions of the future that do play out or at least dictate how he goes about but that is one where he saw finding this little weapon Mm -hmm. and then he's washing his face and he finds it so you're like okay so maybe there's credence to these visions he has so i can trust He's not just a nutcase having visions because that's some specific coincidental shit to find something like that. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? he's having he has all these visions like that are premonitions of the future. And, and the way they're filmed is fucking right with the, the red and the gray, with the whole whole red by and the contrast. Whole, yeah, 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 it's it's very it's very artfully done, very dope. Yes, but for nothing the, again, that's cheap mm, shit that looks visionary as fuck. You can right. do that on your phone. And, and and so he finds this arrowhead and he like sharpens it and he's because he uses it to escape basically yeah like in in the in the midst of him they're they're taking him you know across the land to go to his the, the whoever's gonna buy him next this yeah. other character right um, like rod leashes on and a yeah, black yeah, mask yeah. and shit <laughs> oh, free- what a miserable yeah. existence he frees himself kills those guys and then the kid follows him because the kid has nowhere else to go either right, right. um. So he lets the kid come along with him. And that's when they encounter those, the Scots, the guys who are 
who are spreading Christianity throughout the rest of, you know what I mean? Like, dude, let me say something too about this kid. Props to Reffin, the kid and as well, but props to Reffin for not doing a kid shit with this kid. Mm-hmm. He wasn't annoying like most movie kids. They got to be cutesy kid shit. No, he was just yeah. a fucking dirty ass little <laughs> urchin. urchin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got yeah. thrown out in the middle of nowhere. Well, there's that scene where they ask him, he's like, I want to go home. And the Christian's like, do you know where that is? He just sits there for a while. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, think about that though. I was like, in that moment, imagine being a kid back yeah. then mm-hmm. with these fucking savages, right? That you're but, subjected to, and you just have no idea even where home would be. And oh my god, you ever seen it, the Painted Bird? No, I haven't seen the Painted oh, Bird. Oh, bro, we gotta watch that shit. Do a yeah. thing. All right, go on then. Yeah, but <laughs> I was, I was just, I was just like really, like, like when they first encounter one eye the the sort of the christian guys right the christian i call an army if you want to call them that's too there's not even an army it's a it's literally army of like, six. Or, yeah the smallest group of it's more like a militia a squad like, a squad yeah. right when they find when they, when they encounter him like some of the guys have heard of him already and right even the guys like yo like you don't want to fight this guy mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying like uh so the leader is like well you can join us we're going to find you know jerusalem because and so and you know the kids with him and like basically a, a one-eyed well the leader at first though calls his son over to like yeah. scrap with him and the son like pulls the, the sword out and yeah. yeah starts yeah, yeah. stepping towards him and then mads one eye steps towards him and the son just like walks away <laughs> yeah like uh fuck like, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like they pretty much knew like i don't want to fuck with this dude right uh and so like they're instead of like and they do recognize that he's not a Christian. Even the kid, they ask the kid if he's a Christian. The Christian lies. He lies. At the kid he's lies. Like, yeah, yeah. like, yes. And he's like, I know you're not. But like, it doesn't really matter when you have this fucking guy standing next to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they they kind of realize that. And they're like, well, you can come with us to sort of uh, spread, fight in our holy army. I, I think more or less. Right. Mm-hmm. So they get on a fucking boat with the hopes of. And it ain't a ship, it's a boat. It's a it's a literal boat. And they're yeah. like lost at sea, more or less, in the mist. This fog sets in, this well, yeah, intense yeah, fog, yeah. which looks dope as fuck. Right, and you know it's just like... And it's a sequence, man. It's like, what, 10, 15 minutes of this fog? It's fucking they're just killer. Out, yeah, they're just out there. They don't even know where they are. And when they finally do arrive somewhere, it's... Be, they know, one, first of all, one of the guys dies He's because he's drinking the seawater. Yeah. They tell him to stop drinking that shit, you know, and he ends up dying. So they have to throw him off the boat. Um, but then when they arrive to where they are, didn't uh, one eye kill another dude on the boat? Who yeah, because was, like, looking because, at the kid. Or... Yeah, because uh, they they started to believe that the kid cursed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they were like, the kid well, they're so dumb in the beginning. One of them's like, maybe he'll be good luck. Yeah, 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 And then it's yeah. like, oh, shit's going bad. He's not good luck. He's bad luck. Kill the kid. Like, what the fuck, idiot? So, yeah. So <laughs> so they're like, yo, it's the kid, and they all they sort of have an agreement yeah. amongst them. Like, yeah, it's definitely him. And it's like, well, what are we gonna do about it? And he's like, I'll take care of it. One of the men does, and he gets up and immediately he gets, gets murdered. Got, he gets yeah. murdered the fuck out by one eye. Just kills this motherfucker. Get out. And of everyone here. else is like, hey, <laughs> okay, back to like not fucking with him again or the kid. <laughs> um, and they're just on the boat. And then like when they arrive, uh, and they see one eye, one eye takes it's still they're still shrouded the boat is still shrouded in fog and mist they don't really know where they are but one eye takes uh this this what is it like a fucking uh cup it's not even a cup it's a fucking jug it's like an empty jug that's been rolling around on the deck the floor of the fucking boat picks it up and dips it in the water and one of the guys looks at him like you know you can't what do you do you want to die and when I drinks it and then hands it to him and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, it's 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 fucking it's not it's fresh water, it's fresh water. Yeah. So then that's when it reveals where they are, which they they thought they were again, they thought they were going to Jerusalem. They have no idea where they are. They're actually yeah. here. Well, <laughs> they're, they in, had newer, they're yeah, up yeah. in Mark Palermo land and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though, it, it all of this shit tracks because, again, like this idea that like there were Vikings that did come to oh, the yeah. Americas back before pre that predated like Columbus. Right. So they fucking don't know where they are. Um, Leif but, Erickson. Yeah. yeah, but he, but so but the leader of the shit is still like, we are going to bring Christianity to this land. This is our right. Jerusalem and all this. And everybody else is kind of like, dude, you're nuts. Like, you know what I mean? But like, and it's like they're over him using that shit to control them all. Like, right. Shut the fuck up. Right, right. So they're like everybody. And then like at that point, like, oh, well, there, hey, hold on one quick. There's a point when they're lost in the fog. And he like prays to his God in one eye. Odin is just sitting there watching this motherfucker pray to this false God right in front of him. And then they're still stuck in the mess for like two more scenes. So it didn't work. 
And by then, I think the men too were like, fuck you and your little prayers and shit. Cause right. they didn't get us out of the fucking sea, you know? Yeah. Fog. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's fucking like this movie, like, like you can watch this movie just straight and not even like think about none of this shit. And it still, yep. it still, still works. But it's, like, it's like belly or some shit that kind of vibe through it all you know what i mean i think like, i think like most people like first they first encounter with this movie they don't really know how to feel about it right mm-hmm. uh but like am i allowed to like something like this <laughs> yeah but it's like actually and then even then like even the ending like you know like it's like these people die but i want them to die <laughs> like you know what i'm saying i'm like who the fuck are you to be coming over here like you know what yeah, I'm yeah. like like you know well, i even want one eye to die and he's fine with it himself and he sees right. the premonition of it and, right you know. he's he's like one eye is just very much like like he knows what this is what this is like you know like uh they let the kid go obviously um but there's a fucking there's a moment in this movie where where uh and, I, and I'm trying to find I'm trying to literally find it, that quote where the guy's talking about uh, the gods. Mm. Um, what what the fuck? What the fuck is it? I, I had literally. I Which really, dude, that one who came back after this, he disappeared and was like covered in. This, no, this is before that. This is before they even. Uh, this is before they even. What do you call it? This is before they even uh, get before he even leaves on the boat. This is one oh. eye is still fucking uh, a slave, more or less a fucking. Yep human fucking uh cockfighter basically uh but he mentions um what the fuck does he say ah damn it i gotta find this quote dude because i feel like it's just again it's just like it's just like poetry man it's it's fucking who says it that chieftain dude who's just sitting there talking and shit or it's not the chief it's 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 is it the chieftain guy no the first chieftain or whatever yeah no it's not it, it might be him the one that he that one eye beheads like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a yeah, chief. I think, yeah, like, I think, I think, yeah. I think, I think it was him, right? Because wasn't yeah. he? Wasn't he? He's just sitting against a rock, like talking like Werner Herzog for a minute. Yeah, shit, it's got rambling. some. It's definitely got some Herzog, yeah. some Herzog energy to the shit, dog. Like, totally. And I was just like, I'd then, like to watch this movie with Herzog. That'd be fucking rad. <laughs> a Herzog commentary to Valhalla Rising. It's just funny. Oh yeah, here it is. He says. A much-traveled man once told me that they eat their own God, eat his flesh, drink his blood, abominable, and they mm-hmm. hate us, want us dead. So you pray to the gods to protect us. We have many gods. They only have one. They've only mm-hmm. got the one. Like, that shit is just yes, like, yes. that shit is just like perfect, dog. Like, it, it is, it, and it tells just you. Just the polytheism verse. Yeah, monotheism, it, yeah. It, it really tells you what this movie is about. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Without saying this is what the movie's about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh. This movie, yeah, this movie absolutely. is like I feel like people really don't know how because it's it's Reffin, right? And Reffin has a tendency to for 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 his movies to sort of like feel like they're just un like almost like I don't like they're just not almost, plotted, not plotted. Like they have those moments, yeah. like where it's like this is this even plotted? Like you know, like, respect, what the fuck? right? But uh, but this movie really <laughs> is right. But this movie really is very well sort of like structured though i mean structured like right it has a sort of through line it has a sort of like a journey that the characters are taking well it's interesting both of these movies kind of work in chapters yeah they like, both like they all sagas have, they have, essentially yeah they, all, exactly. they both do have that's another thing that's related they both have chapters i believe like the chapters like are like what are they like fuck i rem- can't remember one of them was like in hell and another one was like holy men and then like yeah like they had like valhalla had like each each part or each moment of the movie was broken up by a chapter heading and the same which is in keeping though with the saga tradition yeah yeah yeah. i feel like icelandic sagas just right and i don't even remember off head what the fucking chapter headings were valhalla rising feels even more what i was talking about chris and i that's one of the reasons my brother and i love this movie so much and we had talked about always doing that messy sloppy greek pantheon thing where Mm -hmm. it feels very inevitably plotted and the flash forwards help with that the visions he has that helps give it structure as well but at the same time it's meandering as shit it takes its time it's like it's like meandering but like it's like not like you know like like 
So the average person, they will watch this movie and think, yo, this, they're just meandering. But like, it's, no, act- yeah. it's actually like those scenes have a purpose. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, for like, sure. And just mood, tone, right. steeping you in it, you know. It's yeah. it's it's funny. It's like, it's disguising itself. Like, as me, like, it almost like it, on yes. the surface, it looks that way. Like, oh yeah, they're just, but it's like, no, actually, like there's a point to it. Like, well, and the music helps with that too. Mm-hmm. Because oh. the, the music's kind of propulsive towards the end. So even when it's a montage of dudes doing nothing, what even pre when they trip out, though, it's kind of helps carry it. You know what I mean? Oh, so speaking, it's like, of the, speaking of the trip out, like. The trip out's great. That's fun. He, he like one dude, like he like rapes the one dude like <laughs> in now, the mud. Like what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and the little kid watches them like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know if he he might have dry humped him, bro. It, I I oh, I don't know. Bro. He might have fucked him. It looked like he fucked him in the ass, like. <laughs> which I can dig is making I, these dudes do it. It's like the shrooms, though. That yeah, let's just yeah, talk yeah. about the trip. Yeah. Period. They yeah. find this jug at like some Indian burial site and mm-hmm. drink out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And up north, I got to think it's shrooms, not peyote or anything, which is cactus based, more southwestern native tribes you know but uh probably up there mushrooms for sure so they drank this mushroom shit and it's for my money maybe the best trip out scene of all time because it doesn't show anybody's internal visions of what they see it's purely just us observing them for the most part mm-hmm. homeboy has his visions but he's just already had them pre-trip out so right really count. but uh just watching dudes trip. It's crazy, dude. It's like being in the room with somebody who's tripping, whereas Edgar shit would have maybe shown us the trip, which yeah. to me isn't, that takes you out of it more. Right. And plus, it's very documentary ever... style to just watch them all act this fucking crazy. Now, as far as their behavior, I do think psychedelics like mushrooms do a lot to reveal your character or who, where you are in life at that point, et cetera. If you've got anxiety issues, you're going to have a bad trip. If you don't, if you're more confident, you're probably going to have a better trip and even just your proclivities. So maybe that dude was a closeted homosexual in this Christian context and I, on shrooms, that shit came I out. I definitely know that. I think that's very intentional. I yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I love to, it. To point out like, oh, like the homosexual shit, the like the Christianity repression. Yeah, I'm just making like, sure people understand it doesn't mean if you take mushrooms, you might fuck some dude in the ass. You know <laughs> so what I mean? If you, think, if you think that you're in a Dude, girl. there's people out there. <laughs> Yo, but like, yeah, dude literally has his face shoved in mud and he's like, like, yes. And like, again, like the reaction shot of the kid watching them, like, it's just, yes. it's, like, it's like wild as fuck, bro. Like I was watching this again, like, yo, I forgot the about The kid this. drank it too, didn't he? Yeah, I think he and did. The kid was just sitting there. He probably thought he was tripping. <laughs> he yeah. probably was like, oh, what the fuck am I seeing? Like, you know. But dude, um, just how guys, that one guy digging in the fucking mud with his hands and shit mm-hmm. so much. And it's like, it's almost they don't ASMR or anything. We are hearing it or anything, but they, he does it so long. That's the linger that we talk about intentional lingering Yeah, where it's almost Malik. Like where you're just with this dude. And the longer you watch this one guy digging the mud, the more you feel like you're with him tripping and shit. If you so many people are like, you made the point, move along. We even would get that with cactus Jack where his shit's redundant or whatever. It's like, but if I just made the point and move along, what is it? Mm. This guy's a racist next. You know what I mean? It's like, no, right. let's dig it. Like, when this guy's tripping, oh, you made the point, he's tripping, move along. No. Right. The point to make you feel for a second like you're on the trip, you know? Well, well, I'll put it this way. Like, I feel like that's an artistic choice, and I feel like it's up to the artist to, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I just read, uh, not that long ago, I read uh, The Mezzanine by Nicholson Baker, right? Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with this book, but, like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a short book, but it's long, it's deceptively longer than it seems, right? Because it's a book it's a book that has footnotes that are like fucking i love that actually the footnotes Chris are like shit. pages like you'll read one footnote and it'll go on like four pages fucking like, love it um and the footnotes are because a footnote you know the way a book's laid out like the text can be very small on a footnote mm-hmm. so like the word count i don't even know what the word count but it's a lot thicker than like the book you would think it is are but the like, footnotes written like academically or literary mm-hmm. No, it's like they're digressions by the fucking the whole book is a digression. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying by like them living in the moment. So this book is about a guy at work going up an escalator to the mezzanine floor of his job. I love it. I love and the it. whole book is him in his head. 
Like and he's talking about getting, he's talking about getting his shoelace broken and like and it's almost like autistic level of detail where he's like, I broke my shoelace. I had to go to the CVS. So before I went back up the, you know, and he's talking about the escalator and his uh his Man, like, it feels like some shit I would write. It's like right. his name overwriting is great. The book is just deep. one yeah. long digress. It's like American Psycho, but like about Love like it. the banality. But like yes. it's like it is a funny book with no jokes almost. Like it's funny as fuck because yeah. it's like it's about the hilarity of the banality of human existence. Basically. That's what I was getting at earlier about yeah. mm-hmm. humor in films or whatever in the world is funny. Like, like you said, there's no jokes. I'm not asking for jokes in my movies. Right. When I say I want some humor, it's right, irony. Right. You know, right. the world ironic shit happens. But I'm not gonna lie, Jason. By the time I got to the fucking halfway point of that book, I was ready for it to be done. I was like, <laughs> I was Did like, you read the whole thing. I read the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I was like, yo, because the footnote shit was getting to me, dog. Like the footnotes, because like you would read, it. you'd read one page, right? Then you go, you stop because it, it tells you to go to the footnote. So you go to the footnote and you go forward five pages and then go back to where the foot just to start. It, and you just like that the whole book. Gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like it's a challenging. Read. It's like some Andy Kaufman shit, which I can admire. But uh, yeah, I can see yeah. it being fucking but, maddening. But that's to speak to what we were saying is like that idea. Like Nicholson Baker decided to live in that space. Like the whole book, the whole book is living in a space, like meandering. I want to make a movie of it. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds absurd. Yeah, so just like he's flashbagging the dumb shit, and the whole movie is just him going up an escalator. <laughs> I love it. Right, right. I don't get the rights to this shit. Yeah. So, so, and it's like the choice of a create or creator to like live in moments or to like stay in something that like most people would hit the eject button yep. for. Because we're always told, like as writers, like get in, get in late, get out mm-hmm, early. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is a good sort of rule of thumb but there are no rules at the end of the day it's like whatever yeah, do whatever exactly. the fuck you want um but like yeah leave fucking stay like i appreciate when motherfuckers had the balls to stay in some shit stay in some shit totally. because maybe the point is to make you uncomfortable like and you know i feel saying? like that was missing a bit from the northman and probably because of that studio editing had and shit. Cut. yeah i he feel did. like eggers would have stick around like you said before eggers has proven he'll that. linger Right, yeah. he lingers in his first two films like he has no right. issues with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that's what I like about him. You know what's interesting? You say you like the Northman, but you didn't really like his other two movies. It might I mean, be my least favorite of his three. I would, I would just, <laughs> I, I would, I think that you would have be. But here's my thing. Here's my experience. I've seen all three Edgar movies, um, in the theater. Right. Yeah. Same. But I fell asleep in The Witch, and I fell asleep. Mm. In um, interesting. The the fucking lighthouse. The lighthouse, right? Um, but I saw both of them late at night. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. when we said we were going to do the Northman, I went and saw that shit early and it's faster. It so is, I wasn't, it is for sure. So I probably wouldn't have fell asleep regardless. And it's just so like I, dudes fucking screaming and so shit. Like, I have to return. Yeah. I had to return to like, uh, the I witch. can see falling asleep in that. Shit, yeah. So. I had to return to the witch and I had to return to the lighthouse to like, just to get the, the little bits where I had dozed off and got mm-hmm. woke back up. Like, Oh shit. Because there's I was little like, bits the- of the witch too. That, I mean, for me nowadays, so many movies are just such a waste of my fucking time that if one has a couple cool ass things in it, I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'll stick around for this. But one of the first things of the witch is Ralph Ines or Ennis's, whatever, how you serve that motherfucker's name, his voice, the fucking dude from the witch. As soon as he started talking, I was like, all right, I'm in with this shit. It just sounded like some other world old well, that's school. like they did that. He did that with the Northman with that guy, the fucking guys narrating the fucking in the beginning. His voice sounds like yeah. It's such a fuck. It's like it's almost like the guy from uh, Conan. Yes. Uh, the second one, right? The, yep, like, the, the little, Asian, the little Asian guy. His yeah, voice yeah. is very similar, like very like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love I was that like, oh, shit. shit. I'm a sucker yeah, yeah. for that shit. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. <laughs> I like that. Like, and, and even like he becoming like the default. The, the, he yeah. started as narrator, but then like the foe dies, and he has like a severed head. Yeah, yeah. like sort of like narrating through Defoe, like as Defoe awesome. kind of yeah. So there's a lot of interesting. There's some dope. I mean, the Northman's yeah. good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think I just I want I want the Eggers cut. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean, again, like I like lingers and shit, and I feel like he would have had a couple weirder things in there. In the in, in Valhalla is just like to me Valhalla's like it's so slept on, bro. Like I mm-hmm. feel like Mads. First of all, everyone likes Mads. Like you people. said, everyone talks about Reffin. A lot of Reffin fans don't even know about this shit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they, they know, know about Bronson because of Hardy. Right. They don't know Bronson about Bronson is the shit too. They, they don't know about Pusher or they don't know about Bleeder right. or yeah, like, you know, that's like the all, early shit. Yeah, yeah. The early shit. They don't know about a lot of reference early shit. So, uh, but Mads has no dialogue in this whole fucking movie. None. And he kills it. 
He fucking kills it, bro. And he can't even like do a lot with his eyes because yeah, one got... of them's just prosthetically fucked First up. First of all, he looks gnarly as fuck, though. Like oh, killer dude. With the fucking one-eyed Viking, like, you know, like in the way the makeup looks in his eyes, like yeah. fucking like it's it's fucking and just like... the way he's shot, sitting up on and, hills, and he's a good shit. You know, he has a, just not only does he have like the sort of like that look that Mads has, but like he has he's a good physical actor. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like sure. his he's aware of his physicality and like like he knows how to like use it on camera so yeah. like he's like selling shit like even like i said like we talked about the violence in this movie like it's not like it's not some goofy choreographed shit that's right 